what if you knew so confidently the best possible use of your time this coming year, over this next year of time, to see the most significant growth? And you knew you could do it in conjunction with your values and your priorities this year. Like this was the year that your business explodes to the next level while feeling at total peace at home, while feeling like you're connected to your spouse, while feeling like you're showing up well in the other areas of your life. If you could just laser in on what would move the needle beyond what you've done this past year, would you adjust your time to prioritize those things? My guess is yes. The problem is, though, that most of us don't have the answer key of what are those things? Like, what are the things that are going to guarantee that growth? So today I'm going to talk you through the three areas of focus for this next year to significantly grow your business and improve your quality of life because I care deeply about that for you and your family and the people that you serve. And I'm going to walk you through how to leverage them. So you don't just know what they are, you know what to do with them. So take out a good old fashioned notebook and let's do this. Hey, you're listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast and I'm your host, Liz. This is the space where we equip overwhelmed entrepreneurs to become the confident, visionary leader their business, team, family, legacy need to win. After working with countless entrepreneurs over the last decade plus, I've noticed this theme. No matter the level of success they achieved, and I've worked with some incredibly successful business owners, they get to this point where they're asking, now what? You know, what am I being called to next? What does next look like? How do I get there? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact and you want to feel less frantic and in the weeds of your day-to-day roles and instead lead with that vision and that peace and that intention and that clarity. You want to wake up each morning with that clarity and vision and the time and the margin to do what you love in your business and in your life with your family. This show is where industry leaders come to grow into their next level of achievement and purpose and impact and legacy success in business and true legacy at home get ready because we both know you don't just need another strategy it is time for your breakthrough an all too common struggle among the entrepreneurs that we meet and many of our listeners is that they're always feeling busy, but they're not necessarily feeling like they're moving the needle in the way that they want to. So why is that? If they're spending time, if they're working incredibly hard, but not achieving the goals that they set their sights on, what's up? Why can some people put in the effort and make the massive leaps while some people parallel to them can put in just as much effort, sometimes even more effort and more time and only maintain versus gain. That's because effort and action, those are not the differentiators in achievement. They're not the determining factors of success, right? We live in a productivity culture where it says like, if you do more, you will be more. If you do more, you will have more. And it's not necessarily true. So one thing that dramatically helped me see more growth, and I'm talking based on data, like actual growth, based on the efforts that I was putting in, was making my schedule reflect the high leverage moves that I needed to be making. So in other words, doing what was going to yield bigger results for me and for my business. So oftentimes doing the stuff that I have been avoiding or procrastinating on or haven't felt qualified to do or I just hadn't been leveraging because maybe I was at max capacity with all the other stuff that I was doing. Every business is so unique and every business owner and their desires and their goals are so unique. So there's not really a one size fits all 
for business growth when it comes to certain areas of business, right? So that's why I'm cherry picking three specific areas of focus that undoubtedly would support every business owner. And that's why you're not going to hear me talk about the latest, greatest marketing trend or strategy or a specific offer that you need to create in your business, because those are not things that are tried and true. I'm focusing on things that are tried and true. So focus your energy on these three areas I'm going to talk about today. If you do it correctly, you're going to see substantial results. So the first area of focus, you've heard me talk about this many times before, but I'm going to laser in on it from a different vantage point. It's the strategic partnerships and relationships. There is so much truth to the phrase, it's not what you know, it's who you know, within reason, right? There are the people who try to ride the coattails of others without up-leveling themselves or offering value themselves. They're going to hit their roadblocks and their brick walls and they'll be the bottleneck to their own growth. That's not who I'm talking about. But the culture of entrepreneurship right now is all about consumption, right? Consume all the info you possibly can and be as knowledgeable as you possibly can. But then those people are bottlenecked by the vacuum they create around themselves in that process. They're trying to slog through their success on knowledge alone, whether they're creating in that vacuum I talk about, or they're just the world's best kept secret, like they know a lot, but the world doesn't know they know a lot, or they're just underestimating the power and the speed that comes from good, strong relationships, and that limits their growth. So first up, and probably the most significant of the three things I'm going to talk about today in terms of massive amplification for you is strategic partnerships and strong relationships. And this is a little bit twofold, okay? So across the board, there should be in all relationships you're building a genuine nature to the relationship building, right? So too many people make this transactional first and they will miss opportunities because of it. And sometimes it stays in that relational zone for quite some time and that's still of huge value, so don't waste it. There are gonna be people that stay in that zone of just like, I haven't made a pitch to them, right? I haven't established some kind of strategic partnership on paper. Those people, they're the ones who are going to let you behind the curtain of what's working for them. Or they're going to be quick to recommend you to somebody else because they actually believe in you. Like they know you and they believe in you. Or they're going to prop you up through the tough times that come with building a business. Or they're going to just spitball with you. They're going to mastermind with you. Or they're going to push you to be better because they see something in you. Those are the people that you just click with, you genuinely connect with. They're going to introduce you to other people you should know. They're going to have you speak at their events because they like what you put out into the world. And you'll get better just by having them in your circle. And if you're doing it right, you'll do all the same things for them right? It's a friendship. (laughs) I know this is a novel idea, but it's a friendship, but it's in the business sphere, right? You're building a genuine relationship, but you're also leveraging that relationship for good. Both parties are aware that they're leveraging it for good. Don't ever underestimate the value of a relationship that never makes it to an official transaction, that never makes it to an official deal. But then there are the relationships that can develop into mutually beneficial strategic partnerships. The whole point of this conversation today is to help you identify actions that create unproportionate reactions. Meaning you do them and the ripple effect is 10x the effort you actually put in. So this is going to be one of those things for you. For example, if you own a coffee shop, right? You sell coffee, you sell craft coffee. That's your whole thing. 
Where can you take your unique selling proposition and go to a strategic business partnership that will be mutually beneficial? You could go, for example, to a local bakery that wants to sell your craft coffee, right? And partner. So that's the entire premise. Obviously, not everybody listening to this is brick and mortar or has a physical product. But the idea is that your collaboration should create this unique value proposition. It's not about adding, it's about multiplying. And it's going to build depth and opportunity for you and the person that you're actually partnering with. The other key piece of this is identifying the right strategic partners. A mistake a lot of people make is they just go search and see how many followers does this person have, right? How big is their email list? And all those those things can amplify your, your efforts, right? They're putting you out in front of the right people. If your values don't align, if your priorities for the year don't align, if your timing doesn't align, if your brands don't align, it's not going to be a beneficial partnership because it'll actually detract from the validity and the credibility that you have with your current base if you're all of a sudden promoting or putting things out in front of your audience because you know it's going to make you a quick buck but it actually doesn't really align with who you are and your brand or even what you do and how you serve. So that's an important thing to know. So the way that you can, one simple way, you can just really target the right people. Um, You want to find those needle in a haystack partners. It's not a volume game. Okay, it's about precision and alignment. You can micro target your goals and really get clear on what your goals are with that laser precision. If you're a fitness brand, partnering with a nutritionist might be more impactful than a general wellness blogger. Like, how can you figure out how these partnerships serve both people? Well, the first step is really knowing what are your goals going into this next year so that you're not just willy-nilly partnering with anybody that has an audience, but you're partnering with the people that are going to be beneficial for your audience and for their audience. Okay, so the second thing that you can do is leverage social media to really search and find those strategic partners. That's a good place where you can get your, sh- your shoe in the door, your foot in the door to build those relationships too. You can use it creatively, like following these potential partners, engaging with their content, paying attention to their content, make sure that it sits well with you, and building that connection before you even propose a collaboration. I was just having a conversation the other day with a client of mine who has a similar personality type to me. She's very much a high D on the DISC profile. She is totally a go-getter, three of the Enneagram. And we tend to live in a task-oriented mindset. So sometimes we will jump the gun too soon into a proposed partnership before we instead build the relationship. Be relational. Be a person who builds that genuine foundation first. And then shock and awe, right? Stand out by surprising them. A lot of people get a lot of offers and pitches for strategic partnerships, but give them a reason to pay attention. Send a personalized gift or a handwritten note or share a testimonial about their work. Show them that you're not just seeking a collaboration for your own benefit, that you genuinely admire what they do or you at least know what they do and you're paying attention. Some of the challenges you might face in this arena is and this is common, fear of an unbalanced benefit, right? Maybe one person has hundreds of thousands of followers, for example, and the other person has a thousand. Or you might feel that one person has more clout or more popularity and the other person doesn't, whatever the reason might be. The idea is just to strike a mutually beneficial agreement. I don't care if you have 10 followers, if you have something that can enhance the experience for my following, follower base or my clientele, 
I can find a way to partner with you because it can be mutually beneficial. I can up-level and support my people better because of something that you do. So find ways to find that common ground and don't just focus on the numbers or how big their list is because a lot of times people have a big list and their people don't even engage, so it doesn't even matter. You'd rather have a concentrated focus from people who are actually engaged and connected to your mission and what you're doing. The other thing you want to remember and keep in mind is initiating that initial conversation is totally an art, right? How can you create the Trojan horse to get in front of these people if you don't yet have that connection? So craft that Trojan horse email or interaction or showing up in their DMs or however the meeting that you're going to establish. Instead of directly proposing a collaboration right off the bat, which is a huge turnoff to a lot of people, offer something valuable like a unique resource or an industry insight or something of value to them or product or something that you can put in front of them and tell the story and craft the story as to why you think that partnership potential relationship that will develop would be a wonderful thing. You can use different tools depending on your business model, you know, email, LinkedIn, picking up the phone, asking the best approach I've seen is can you find a mutual friend or person in your world that can make the introduction for you. That's probably the best way to get your foot in the door in a way where people actually pay attention. The second area of focus is schedule mastery. Now this has single-handedly offered me the most clear and predictable path to my goals and the growth that I want to see in alignment with how I actually want to live my life. This isn't going to be a lesson on you know telling you to say no to everything or just block time like I feel like that's amateur hour the idea of schedule mastery is again about securing in reality the highest leverage moves you can possibly be making to see that unproportionate positive ripple effect that you're seeking because it's taught so surface level I think that it's often a detriment to entrepreneurs by telling them things like, yeah, just don't put anything on your schedule or just use block time or get up at 4 a.m. or outsource everything. And it drives me bonkers and I've become literally obsessed with this because it's made such an impact on my life. We have four kids, we homeschool, we do not have childcare, yet somehow we have grown more in our business than in years past when we did have childcare or when our kids were in school. We have more freedom and quality of life and family time and more opportunities that we've been able to say yes to that align with our mission than ever before because of the processes we've developed around this. So I've decided to solve this problem because I hate how it's being taught in the industry and teach the exact process that's working for us and how we master our calendar in a way way that helps us chart out exactly how to achieve the growth we're seeking. I haven't seen it taught this way anywhere else at this point, and I want more entrepreneurs to be empowered and equipped and locked and loaded when it comes to bridging the gap between their big dreams and how to actually achieve them. Because we go into a new year just setting new goals, but none of them come to fruition. So on January 8th, I'm hosting a free masterclass on how to strategically plan out 
step-by-step your most profitable year yet and how you're going to get crystal clear on achieving your vision and turn your ideas into reality. And I'm sharing and exposing my actual plan for 2024. It's the only place that I'm going to be sharing it and the system that I use to bring it to life. And I'm going to teach you how you can steal it for your most profitable year yet. So if that's something that interests you, this is totally free. You can go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash masterclass, all one word. And I'm feeling pretty convicted about this. So I'm sure I'll be sharing far more than I should be. But I know that it's been one of the most transformational things for us and it will be for you too. Things that you can implement right away to let this be the year where everything changes. And I'm going to walk you through everything from how we review our previous year to how to gain massive clarity of vision and your mission. I'll walk you through the formula that I use for this. It's an actual formula. (laughs) How to think and operate like a leader. How to leverage my profitability planning process. And I'll walk you through it step by step so you can blueprint out your most profitable year and solve all the problems that you've been facing that are keeping you stuck and identify the key growth opportunities to create that strategic plan for success. And I'm specifically going to focus in, I'm focusing in on the profitability piece because that to me is a key piece of finding success in business. Your your business has to have cash flow. So I'm going to walk you through how to build in the cash flow boosting actions that you can take to the bank, quite literally. You can say, okay, I know these exist in my calendar, so I know our income is going to grow and then teach you how to make it real life. We're going to show you our plan for 2024 so that you can take it and turn it into your plan for 2024. So this is not just about crafting the perfect schedule or the ideal day. This is about crafting the schedule that actually aligns and supports your vision and goals. So don't just set new goals this new year and then get to work. It leads you into the same patterns year after year after year and nothing changes. So instead, what you're going to do you're going to go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash masterclass, join this masterclass, and then I'm going to touch on some of the things that we'll focus on deeper in that masterclass, but here so that you can have this next step in the process, which is all about mastering your calendar. Okay, so one of the keys when you're starting to take your schedule and you're using it for your benefit is first identifying the ways that you were using your days previously. Like, are there any patterns and observe the ebb and flow of your schedules previously? Were they meticulously planned? Were they too planned? Was there way too much you know, leaving things to the whims of spontaneity and hoping things would come to life. If you were to review your past year, can you see the ways in which you really leverage your calendar? And can you see the ways in which you maybe had some gaps that you could get better at? The other thing you want to do is uncover the hidden trends in your time allocation. You might find that so much of your time went to management, right? Like calls with your team or calls with fulfillment and clients so you can see this is even going to help you identify should you and where should you be hiring or bringing in support where would your time be best spent for profitability versus just productivity there's such a huge difference it's also about ensuring that your time investment aligns with your overarching goals right you want to compare the documented activities with the actual goals you have quite simply, point blank, is the crap you're doing every day leading you where you want to go or not? It's either leading you towards it or leading you away from it. And you want to look at, are you being reactional or intentional, right? Is your 
Is your time being spent in a way and being mastered in a way that is going to support the growth you're seeking or is it actually going to make it a lot harder for you to achieve the things you want to achieve? You can also look at leadership versus management. Is your time going into behaviors? This goes again towards reactional versus intentional, towards behaviors that are reactionary, managing something, maintaining something, or leading and innovating, right? Being proactive in your approach to business. So all of these things I go way deeper in and give a detailed step-by-step, but that schedule mastery is going to take your business into a whole nother level. And it goes so far beyond what a lot of the quote pros are telling you about just, you know, block time, just this, just that. It's not enough detail. I want to show you. I want to show you what works. I want to show you what doesn't and teach you how to map out your most profitable year. The final area of focus that is going to blow things up for you over this next year's time, whether you're hearing this right in the new year or your mid-year, it doesn't matter. You always want the next year to be the best year of time. It doesn't have to be a perfect calendar year, is data-driven decision-making. Now, before before you completely tune me out because you hate all things numbers and data, I want to talk to you about a conversation I was having with a client recently. She was launching a new offer and we were trying to figure out what should her goals be for that offer. And so often people set their goals based on what sounds good. Like, oh, I want to sell 50 units. I want to sell 1,000 units. Oh, let's push really hard for a good, better, best goal. Our good goal will be this. Our better is this. And our our best goal is hitting seven figures this launch. And it's so freaking random. So I want to teach you what I taught her and why data-driven decision-making will change the game for you, your business, and your team. So let's take this as an example. Let's say you're launching something new. Instead of just looking at, I'm gonna use round numbers to make this easy. Instead of just looking at your business and saying, okay, we're gonna go into this launch, We have about 10,000 people on our email list. So if we were to sell 5% of those 10,000, like let's make that our goal for this launch. But that's not realistic, okay? So instead, we wanna set goals that are stretch but realistic, right? Within the realm of possibility based on data. The reason we wanna base things on data is because that's how you tweak your way to victory. That's how you live in reality as an entrepreneur, not in la la land, constantly getting disappointed because you don't hit these really freaking random goals that you set for yourself. And instead you're setting goals that are based on actual numbers that you can continue to tweak and make better and leverage the data to improve. If you don't have data, you have nothing to build off of. No longer is credible the excuse of, oh, I'm just not a numbers person or I just don't know how to track it. That's BS. You have access to the internet. Friggin' Google it. I'm super passionate about this because it has changed our life financially and it has changed our mindset around how capable we are of growth. So let's say for round numbers, your email list is 10,000 people. You don't count all 10,000 of those people as a part of your launch list that you base your percentages on. You want to count the open rates, okay? So let's say your general open rate of your email is 30%, which means there are about 3,000 people that are actually opening your emails. It doesn't necessarily mean they're consuming them, but you've enticed them enough to get them to open. When you think about how many people you would need on your launch list to back into the goals that you're setting, a lot of times will people will use the numbers based on their full list, but it's just not accurate. So for example, If you want to sell a certain amount of product 
and you know that the average close rate on a warm list, like the people opening your list is three to 5%, you can back into that knowing that, okay, 3,000 of the 10,000 people are opening. So we're gonna base our data on those actual people. So think about your launch list as the people who are opening regularly. They're interacting with you. They're engaging with you. They're the people who are viewing your content. So that way you know to get the numbers you want to get, right? You need to get your open rate to a certain amount (laughs) to be able to see the result you want. So can you do that by either increasing your leads, right? So let's say, okay, I'm gonna double my list. I'm gonna get my list up to 20,000 people because then I know 6,000 people will be my launch list, right? Or doing things to improve your open rates or your click-through rates, so stronger subject lines or stronger calls to action in your email. So you think about your launch list, again, as the people who are actually engaging with you. The same is true, let's use Instagram as a um, tool as well. If you have 50,000 followers on your Instagram, you're not basing your numbers on those 50,000 people. You can't be like, oh, I have 50,000 people. This is gonna be a breeze. I'm gonna sell at least you know, 1% of them, so I'll get tons of people into this program. Well, no, who's watching your stories? That's like an open on an email. So of those 50,000 people, if 1,000 people are watching your stories, you now have the 3,000 from the 10,000 on your list, that are opening your emails, the 1,000 that are viewing your stories, now you have a warm launch list of 4,000 people, okay? You're combining those two. The typical conversion rate to a cold sales page is one to 2%, but from that warm traffic, those 4,000 people that we're talking about is three to 5%, right? Webinar funnels usually are closer to one to 3%. So I resisted data like this for years, but now I can actually set goals that we can achieve because I can measure it. The same way I leverage my schedule to show proof as to how I'm gonna hit the goals, I can leverage the data to show proof as to how we're gonna hit our goals. Thankfully, my amazing director of operations kicked me in the butt and knows how to take a concept that stresses me out and makes my head spin and make it digestible and attractive to me, and she's done it with this. And we've started measuring everything from our launch data to our email data social media, podcasts, like what is actually producing for us? And it allowed me to take things off my plate that I was putting so much time and energy into that when we looked at the numbers, it's like, wait a minute, I'm spending 10 hours a week on something that's producing $0? Like hell friggin' no, it can go away. So we we measure the collaborations we have, our time and effort that goes into things, not just for me, but for my team, because I'm paying my team. So these are important things to have set up. You want to have Google Analytics set up, right? You want to define what are your key metrics that are important to you. Those are the things that will help you identify how you can tweak your way into the growth that you want to see. Is it conversion rates? Is it what is your blog doing for you or your podcast or page views? And then have a process within your team to have regular check-ins, right? Make it a habit to check your analytics regularly. Data for the sake of data is useless. Data then used to make changes is a powerhouse for you. We bring this into our team meetings, we have conversations around it, and we have meetings specifically just to talk about the data. Who am I? If you had asked me this like 10 years ago, I would have thought you were nuts, even five years ago. We've never used it as much as we do now. So the challenges you may face is one, resistance. This might be really outside your comfort zone and not something that you're conditioned to do. Condition yourself. (laughs) Make sure it's something that you start to do because you can make actual decisions from data, right? If you don't have the information, how can you make a wise choice? 
you're you're just guessing. No more guessing. Leaders don't guess. Leaders make educated choices and decisions based on the information available, but you have to leverage the information available. So again, to walk you through the key focal points of this next year, you are going to focus laser in on strategic partnerships and relationships because it's so priceless to the growth of you and your business. You're gonna focus in on schedule mastery and you're gonna do this by going to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash masterclass so that I can teach you exactly how I do this so that you can take it and leverage it for this year and beyond. And finally, you're gonna make data-driven decisions and make data a key point of valuable information in your business and in your life. I believe in you. This is going to be your breakthrough year. Trust me when I tell you, if you do these three things, you will see a massive ripple effect. You will see results quickly. Let us know how it's going. And if this spoke to you, please share it with a fellow entrepreneur who could use these valuable insights. Thanks for tuning in and we'll talk soon. I hope today's episode gave you what you needed. If it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next powerful episode. And I know it's so cliche to ask for a review. It always feels weird asking for one, but you guys, that makes a huge impact on the show. We read every one of them and it helps us get incredible guests to serve you. Don't be shy. I love connecting with our listeners. You can follow along on Instagram when I'm on there at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question or a guest you have for us, reach out, share your thoughts. You can connect at marketing at luminaryleadershipco.com. And we do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve you. Thanks for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. Tune in next week to keep building your legacy and becoming the confident visionary leader you are meant to be.